0: Are you a millennial, Gen Xer, or young boomer? Do you want to learn more about financial independence? Are you contemplating or already in early retirement? The Phi Lighter podcast highlights, or as we like to say, Phi Lights, issues around your financial independence. Join the community as we explore millennial-boomer relationships and pass the best lessons down to next-gen Phi millennials. We will talk about fire from FU money to early retirement. Welcome to the premiere episode of Fylighter. Hello and welcome to the Fylighter podcast. I'm Lambo, the creator and host of the Fylighter podcast and the Fylighter.com website and blog. I'm thankful for each of our listeners that have become part of the community. If you followed the blog at Fylighter.com from the earlier days, thanks for transitioning and giving the podcast a listen. These podcasts will be filled with equally interesting content to build your confidence and competence in making personal finance and, in some cases, lifestyle decisions. This podcast has been a personal goal for a few years, and it feels great to bring it through the starting gate. My hope is each of you will glean some actionable content from the digital stream that moves the ball closer to your financial independence. I frequently say, If you're not in, you can't win. And taking action to put yourself in position to succeed is 80% of success. My wife and I recently began watching the Disney Plus series, The Right Stuff. The first few episodes cover the United States' response to the Russians beating us to space. How do you think we responded? That's right. We got in the game. An agency was formed. Rockets were developed. Talent was selected. The Mercury-7 astronauts led the first phase of the manned space program, leading us to the moon. I want to share with you an excerpt from the John F. Kennedy speech given at Rice University in 1962. But why, some say, the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why, 35 years ago, fly the Atlantic? which we intend to win. These words are just as inspirational more than a half a century later. We put ourselves in the game, and that is the only way to possibly win. The game we're discussing today is financial independence. You choose your goal, but no, you must accept the challenge and intend to win. More importantly, on a much simpler scale, my hope is you will begin to have dialogue with those around you about personal finance and financial independence, as each of us have more in common than we realize. And this topic has traditionally been taboo at home or work and at school. I'm not suggesting you share every private detail of your financial life with others, but that you at least begin to have open, honest communication with others and share your experience. Learn from others. Begin to gain confidence in your approach to personal finance. Without education, it's unlikely that anyone would be fortunate enough to reach financial independence. Most people that are financially independent did not get there by chance or accident. They typically did some things right, or at least better than most of their peers. Today, as we launch this Five Ladder podcast, I'd like to share several of my influences that got me going, as well as some recent actions I've personally taken as a result of those influences. But before we do, let's talk about some definitions that are important to understand to gain meaning from the rest of this podcast. First, what is financial independence? According to Wikipedia, If a person can generate enough income to meet their needs from sources other than their primary occupation, they have achieved financial independence, regardless of age, existing wealth, or current salary. What is the definition of FIRE? According to Investopedia, Financial independence, retire early, or FIRE, is a movement dedicated to a program of extreme savings and investment that allows proponents to retire far earlier than traditional budgets and retirement plans would allow. Now, those are just two, a seemingly endless number of definitions of FI and FIRE. I'm going to avoid the rabbit hole of debating these and just tell you what I have in mind for the definition of a Phi lighter. In my sense of the Phi space, a Phi lighter is someone that maybe puts in a few more years on the W-2 side in a career they enjoy and retires slightly early as compared to an extremely early retirement. I'm talking early or mid-50s or maybe even late 40s. Believing the conventional wisdom that Social Security or Medicare eligibility at 65 should drive everyone's career length and retirement age is completely up to you. You can take a different path that makes slightly early retirement not only possible but fulfilling. How do you do it? It's not rocket science, and no extreme math is needed. You don't have to be an investment expert. Some basic tools and education can take you from where you are to financial independence. Over the coming episodes, I will share many of the levers you can pull to accelerate your path to FI. Another definition we should cover involves the gap. I like to close every blog post with one simple statement. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. What is the gap and how do I pay it any mind? If you've ever experienced the subways in London, you've heard the phrase, mind the gap. As the train enters the platform or prepares to depart, they are literally talking about the gap between the platform and the train car you are stepping over while boarding. The announcer has genuine concern for your safety. In the FI world, when I suggest you mind the gap, it's the gap between income or what you make compared to your expenses, or what you spend. Income is a plus or positive, and spending is a minus or negative. The result of these two numbers is the gap. Simply stated, you want to grow the gap in a positive direction. For example, increase or raise income and lower or decrease expenses. We are here to grow the gap in a positive direction. But first, Let's talk a little bit about how Lighter got started. The name itself might be something that that brings clarity to the meaning. Phi light er Financial independence with slightly early retirement. Nothing extreme. Two of my co-workers called me out early this spring on some goals I had shared when I made an early retirement decision and walked away from an 18-year employer to dreams of my next pursuits in life. The first six months of my early retirement flashed by pretty quickly with pre-planned travel, professional volunteer commitments, and holidays with family. Then a routine, or lack of routine, set in that's, let's just say, not too productive, at least from the perspective of those looking in from the outside. I have some specific goals for the transition in my first mini or possibly long-term retirement depending on where the winds of my interests take me. But above these goals, I have guiding values that I shared in my retirement party speech back in September of 2019. Those were all the F words. I plan to spend more time focused on my faith, family, fitness, future, and fun. All these activities are now taking place amidst the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic and I've executed better on some of the Fs than I have on others. I started the Philighter blog and Filider.com website to focus on a few things that I'd spent a lot of time understanding and pursuing. Many years ago, I stumbled on Mr. Money Mustache, also known as Peter Adney. I'm not real sure if I was Googling early retirement or some other derivative, but nonetheless, I discovered his writings and the 25x or 4% rule. Simply stated, you are generally achieve financial independence when you have 25 times your annual expenses set aside to fund your retirement. 4% is basically the amount you could safely withdraw per year, sometimes called the safe withdrawal rate, to cover your expenses. The 4% number is 1 25th of your financial assets. Traditionally, the amount you begin withdrawing would be indexed for inflation each year and slightly grow. So to put it in an example, if you spend $50,000 per year, your target financial asset number would be 25 times 50, or $1,250,000. If you had a higher lifestyle goal of, say, spending $100,000 per year, you would need 25 times, or $2.5 million. Now, before your ears close up and you click next on your podcast player, here's a data point for you. There are almost 19 million millionaires in the United States. That's about one out of 10 adults. Let that sink in. If you think that that milestone is impossible in your future, think again. Frankly, if you do nothing more than max out your match 401k contribution for 25 years, that account alone may well be worth over a million dollars. The Mr. Money Mustache articles were inspiring and also quantitative measures that I could put a pencil to paper, so to speak, and figure out the roadmap and confirm my proximity to the possibilities of early retirement. My goal with this podcast is to highlight or highlight relevant information for others considering or already in retirement. But I have found in discussion and correspondence with blog readers that there is also a wealth of information that provides significant benefit to my daughter and son's millennial generation. My general thought is those entertaining as I did ER or early retirement possibility seriously in my 40s required very few significant changes our lifestyle to make it a reality in our mid-50s. If you were in your 40s or 50s and really enjoying your job, putting in a few more years may be your desired trajectory. Or maybe you have or will develop a passion or goal at this point to pursue life dreams in work, hobbies, service, or otherwise. Moving that timeline up several years to the millennials The topics we cover can be proactively baked into their roadmap, and some of the tight spots or challenges we faced as late boomers might be completely avoided by this next generation. The issues and topics in front of young boomers, as well as valuable lessons for the millennials, are what I hope to explore that can accelerate everyone's path to Phi. Some of these periods are phases I've already lived. Others are in my future. I made the official decision to leave when I was 55. I turned 56 before departing. But having the password retire by 55 many years earlier, I really believed it was a stretch goal. However, making some adjustments and a strong bull market put us in position to say yes when the retirement window opened. And now a bit about myself for perspective. I grew up in a middle-class life with parents that have been married over 60 years. My siblings and I all attended public university and obtained four-year degrees. I chose to pursue accounting and did not follow the parental advice when selecting a major that may have been more appropriate for my skill set and personality. What did my parents know? After all, they they just gave birth to me, raised me, and provided everything I needed in life, instilled strong morals, and witnessed my life for the previous 18 years. I'm a licensed CPA in Texas. I was born in an adjacent state famous for beignets, crawfish, gumbo, and gators. You get the picture. And in the useless facts trivia category, my dad, my brothers, and I can all ride a unicycle, some of us while juggling. My sons and nephews have also learned this skill. Back in 2000, I found myself looking at the personal finance section in a bookstore while smelling the Starbucks coffee brewing and picked up a fresh copy of The Millionaire Mind by Thomas J. Stanley. I read this book, and I could relate to much of it. So much later, I picked up a copy of Stop Acting Rich and Start Living Like a Real Millionaire, also by Stanley. This one was spot on and confirmed the way we had begun to live in steady state as income continued to rise with the successful career. Around this same time, I frequently commuted over an hour to work and often would listen to Dave Ramsey on syndicated radio. I later bought and read his Total Money Makeover book, and when he had them on sale, I would pick up a few extra copies to give to friends that could benefit from some basic financial education and dig their way out of debt, while improving communication with their significant other concerning money and finances. One of my co-workers came back to me a year after I gave him a copy and shared with me that it had saved his marriage. I continue to read several blogs, just a few include, in no particular order, ESI Money with three easy steps, earn, save, and invest. John is close to my age and also has adult children. He also has an emphasis on faith organizations and continual charitable lifestyle while exploring financial independence. Much of his content is firsthand. He's done it, lived it, and communicates the process. He has collected many millionaire interviews that paint a diverse perspective of financial success. Recently, he began to publish retiree interviews. These are educational and interesting, as who doesn't want to know how they're doing compared to everyone else? Spoiler alert, there are many at various ages doing what you may be doing, quietly working hard, living a reasonable lifestyle, and amassing a million or multi-million dollar nest egg. Another source of information is The Financial Samurai, founded by Sam Dogen. Among other things, he famously promotes negotiating a severance, which was key to his own early retirement. Sam offers very granular insight into his financial picture and strategies. His value of family shines through his writing. Sam is based in San Francisco, and that puts a different lens on the values and cost of living. As a high cost of living area is much different than a more economical region or country. Michael Kitsis at Kitsis.com, where he writes the Nerd's Eye View blog, is one of the more technical experts in the space and one of my favorite. Much of his content is data-driven from first-hand analysis he has performed. Of importance currently is his comments related to sequence of return risk. As you might imagine, retiring into one of the largest bear markets in recent history, the COVID-19 economic slowdown is of personal importance to me. Eventually, the podcast universe exploded, and I continued to consume material in the fire movement area. I have some favorites that have good relevant content for my situation. So who or what are those influences that I enjoy? Again, these are in no particular order. Afford anything, Affordanything.com, created by Paula Pant, is a great podcast that focuses mostly on personal finance. But in the earlier episodes, there was a mix of real estate segments. Paula's podcast is very educational and entertaining and has a highly organized approach with a great takeaway wrap up at the end. While listening to Paula, I soon figured out these podcasters in the personal finance or fire space frequently appeared on each other's platforms. Stacking Benjamins is a well-produced podcast. The thing that impresses me most about this one, other than their very current content and competency, is that they produce so many shows a week. It's almost as if they are a late-night personal finance comedy show, and you can consume it the same day or any other preferred time slot. Of note here is that Paul Pant appears frequently as a guest co-host on Stacking Benjamins. When I launched the Filader blog, Joe Saul Salcihi, took the time to write a nice note and offer support as I moved forward. Choose Fi. The Choose Fi podcast has become one of the most successful, fire-focused podcasts and is one I very much identify with. Brad Barrett and Jonathan Mendonca co-host this excellent program. I started binging during a drive over to Louisiana and back when they were in the mid-double-digit episodes. And I found it so beneficial, I went back and picked up a lot of history. Like Brad's family, my wife and I both started our careers in public accounting and are CPAs. We have employed similar levels of frugality when it comes to cars and have a 2005 Honda in the family with 200,000 miles and are very near that milestone with a 2004 Chevy truck. The Choose Fi organization is growing and expanding to multiple podcasts not-for-profit activities, and broader topics than just personal finance. Just a few more I can't leave out of this discussion. The first one is one of my earliest discoveries in the personal finance independence space, The Mad Scientist, created by Brandon. Brandon does not put out too many episodes, but his content is high caliber. I have really enjoyed his episodes on personal health and the psychology around early retirement from a FIRE perspective. While I've never met Brandon, he seems very analytical and super smart. In a recent August 2020 Mad Scientist episode, there was a quote that I really locked onto to take personal action. That statement was, Wait until things get back to normal again, and then you can revisit your strategy, and you can reflect on the crash and see if you're taking too many risks, And if you want to make changes for the future, well, here we are back at almost all-time highs. And this is your opportunity to do that. Well, that quote from that episode is something that really hit home for me. That's precisely what I did. I had been struggling with my real risk tolerance versus the balance for seeking returns. I took this opportunity to slightly adjust our strategy to a more conservative allocation between equity bonds and cash. Also, in my pursuit of content, I've listened often to Bigger Pockets Money with Mindy Jensen and Scott Trench. This podcast has more of a real estate flavor, and by real estate, I'm referring to real estate investing, but also a great range of personal finance information. Okay, well, wow, that's that's a lot of background. But if you've hung in this long, here's the point of the File Outer podcast. I plan to share real examples, factual perspective, and insight in each episode. While it may be philosophy and rationale around a vehicle purchase, low-cost discount brokerage investing, or some of the psychology around money, we will have something you will find interesting and, more importantly, actionable. I'll be sure to include the references mentioned in the show notes, along with a link to the phyladder.com blog where you can dig into in-depth posts. I think that's about it for this first episode. I'm gonna ramble on if I don't stop now. Future episodes will focus on many topics. Noticeably, I have omitted many of the books in the personal finance and fire areas. You've seen many of them mentioned in the blog. If you can't wait for future episodes that discuss some of them, order a copy of JL Collins' Simple Path to Wealth. See jlcollinsnh.com for his website. I have mentioned it frequently on the blog. If you don't read anything else related to personal finance and investing, read The Simple Path to Wealth. Seriously, I've read quite a few books in the area. And this one book, 15 years ago, would have been the difference between FI and Really Fat FI, also known as Susie Orman FI, in the Paula Pants podcast history. A story for another time. You can Google that one if you want to know more. Remember, mind the gap. Income minus expenses equals the gap. Grow the gap. Please hit subscribe on your platform of choice to receive new content as it's released. We appreciate you taking the time to digest the Filider podcast. You can also subscribe to the Filider Facebook page. Links will be in the show notes. I'm Lambo. Let's clear your path to financial independence. Make it happen. Grow the gap. This is Lambo, the FiLighter. If you're hungry for more, visit FiLighter.com. Buckle up, downshift, and dump the clutch. You are in for an accelerated ride into your financial future with Lambo, the FiLighter. Welcome to the premiere episode of Phi Lighter. Happy Halloween.